0: Chapter 2 of Hindu Tales or The Adventures of Ten Princes by Dantam Translated by P. W. Jacob. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Siddharth. Adventures of Somadatta. My Lord, having great anxiety on your account, I wandered about in various countries. One day, when stopping to drink from a cool, clear stream near a forest, I saw something bright under the water and having taken it up found it to be a ruby of very great value exhausted by fatigue and the scorching heat of the sun i went into a small temple to rest and saw there a brahmin with a number of children all looking wretched and half starved he seemed to regard me as a possible benefactor and when questioned readily told me his story how his wife had died leaving him with the care of all these children and how, having no means of subsistence, he had wandered about, in the hope of obtaining some employment, but had got nothing better than the charge of this small temple, where the offerings were not sufficient to support him and his family. I asked him, What is that camp which I see at some distance? He answered, The Lord of Lata, Mattakala, by name, hearing again and again of the beauty of Vamalochana, daughter of Viraketu, sovereign of this country, asked her in marriage and was refused. Being determined to obtain her, he raised an army and besieged Patali, the capital city. Viraketu, finding himself unable to resist the enemy, purchased peace by giving up his daughter, and Mattakala, thinking that the marriage can be celebrated with greater magnificence in his own country, has deferred it. Till his return he is now on his own way home with a small part of his army the rest having been dismissed and he is staying at present near this forest to enjoy the pleasures of the chase the princess is not with her intended husband but under the care of manapala one of her father's officers who is said to be very indignant at the surrender of the lady you may see his camp at no great distance from the other. While thanking the poor man for his information, a thought came to my mind here is a very poor and deserving man. I will give him the jewel which I have found in a dead serve. So. He received the gift with profuse thanks, and set out immediately to try to dispose of it, while I lay down there to sleep. After a time I was awakened by a great clamour and saw the Brahmin coming towards me. With his hands tied behind him, driven along with bows of a whip and much abuse by a party of soldiers. On seeing me, he called out, There is the thief, that is the man who gave me the jewel. Upon this, the soldiers let him go, and seizing me, refused to listen to my remonstrances or to my account of the manner in which I had found the ruby. They dragged me along with them, and having put Fetters on my feet thrust me to a dungeon, saying, There are your companions, pointing at the same time to some other prisoners confined in that place. When I recovered my senses, for I was half stunned by the violence with which I had been pushed in, I said to my fellow prisoners, Who are you, and what did the soldiers mean by calling you my companions, for you are quite strangers to me? Those prisoners. Then told me the story of the king of Lata, which I had already heard from the Brahmin, and further said, We were sent by Manapara to assassinate the king and broke into the place where we supposed him to be. Not finding him, we were unwilling to come away empty-handed. We therefore carried off everything of value within our reach and made our escape to the forest. The next morning there was an active pursuit. Our hiding-place was discovered. We were all captured and the stolen property taken from us, with the exception of one ruby of great value, which had disappeared. The king is exceedingly angry that this cannot be found. Our assertion that we have lost it is disbelieved, and we are threatened with torture tomorrow unless we say where it is hidden having heard the robber's story i was convinced that the ruby in question was the one which i had found and given to the Brahmin, and now i understood why these men were supposed to be my accomplices i told them who i was how i had found the jewel and had been unjustly arrested on account of it and exhorted them to take courage and join me in an attempt to escape that night to this they agreed and at midnight we managed to overpower the jailers and knock off our fetters, and having armed ourselves with weapons, which we found in the prison, we cut our way through the guards, and reached Manapala's camp in safety. The next day, men sent by the king of Lathor came to Manapala and said, Some robbers, who were caught after breaking into the king's dwelling, have made their escape, and are known to have come here. Give them up immediately, or it will be the worst for you. Manapala, who only wanted an excuse for a quarrel having heard this insulting message his eyes red with anger and said who is the king of lata that i should bow down to him what have i to do with that low fellow begone when the men returned to their master and told him the reception they had met with he was in furious rage in disregarding the smallness of the force which was with him marched out at once to attack manapala who was quite prepared to meet him when i entered the camp after my escape manapala who received from his servants an exaggerated account of my coolness dexterity and courage had treated me with great honour and now i offered my services in the approaching fight they were gladly accepted and i was furnished with an excellent chariot and horses guided by a skilful charioteer a strong coat of mail bow, and two quivers full of arrows as well as with other weapons thus equipped i went forth to meet the enemy and seeking out the leader soon found myself near him first confusing him with arrows poured upon him in rapid succession i brought my chariot close to his and suddenly springing into it cut off his head at a blow seeing the king fall his soldiers were disgraced and fled the camp was taken much booty gained and the princess led back to her father he having received an account of the victory and of my share in it through a messenger sent from manapala came forth to meet us when we entered the city and received me with great honour after a time as i continued daily to increase in favour with him he bestowed on me the hand of his daughter and declared me his successor being thus arrived at the height of prosperity and happiness, I had but one house of sorrow, my absence from you. I am on my way to Mahakala to worship Shiva there. I have stopped at this place, hoping at a festival so much frequented I might at least hear some tidings of you, and now the God has favoured his worshipper, and through this happy meeting all my wishes are fulfilled. Rajavahana who, delighted in valour, having heard Somadatta's story, while expressing his sorrow for his undeserved imprisonment, congratulated him on the happy result of it, and told him his own adventures. He had scarcely finished the relation of them, when a third person came up, and the prince warmly greeted him, exclaimed, O Somadatta, here is Pushpodbhava, then there were mutual embracings and rejoicings. After which they all three sat down again and Rajavahana said, Somadatta has told me his adventures, but I know nothing of the rest of my friends. What did you do when you missed me that morning in the forest? Then Pushpadbaba respectfully spoke as follows. End of chapter two.